Samantha Tomlinson. I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Ben Deckert. And this is Movie Whirl, where we are continuing with Star Wars Month. Because uh, what do we do on this podcast, Kevin? We talk about movies and all the fun stuff that makes us feel good about watching them. And we're continuing with part two of Phantom Menace for Star Wars Month. And may the fourth be with you, everybody. Uh, Phantom Menace. So, Ben, you said, uh, before we move forward, you said that there were some things in the pod racing scene that we apparently didn't get to. Oh, yeah. Or it's... glossed over. Well, it's the... Oh, man, where's my list? <laughs> oh, oh, no! He has notes! <laughs> well, it's the... In, in A New Hope, when Luke's parents get taken out by the stormtroopers... You mean or, his aunt and no, uncle? Yeah. When that's right, and uncle, I, I, what am I doing? <laughs> Fake fan over <laughs> <No>. here. <laughs> <laughs> but Obi Wan says it couldn't have been Tuscan Raiders because the blast points were too accurate. And then in the pod race, you see them like taking out pod racers, moving at full speed, super accurately. Yeah, that's true. Oh, they're so they're not. I, I don't know much about Tuscan Raiders. They're not accurate shooters, or I well, that's what Obi Wan like, claimed in A New Hope. I mean, he lives out in the middle of nowhere and clearly deals with them to the point where he knows how to get rid of them. Yeah, but he, I mean, he also, yeah, well, he also claimed that only Imperial Stormtroopers shoot with that accuracy. And we all know that they kind of have, they kind of have like the worst aim in the galaxy. It's a running joke that they can't shoot the broadside of a barn. Yeah. So like the, the only times that they consecutively hit anything is during the Battle of Endor. And I think they hit like two of their shots. And that was with the Empire, the Emperor's best legion. I think that was the 501st. Well, that was what was left of the 501st. Y- yeah. <laughs> Most of them would have been taken out in the first Death Star. Yeah. I thought they were off the Death Star. Was that not canon that they were off? I would have assumed Vader's personal legion would have been with him. <laughs> I don't know. He kind of goes back and forth doing his own things for the Emperor on his own. That I kind of just assumed that they were kind of stationed somewhere on, like, something else. Maybe. Because I remember, like, way back in the day for, like, um, the OG Battlefront 2, which used to be canon, that they were assigned to the Death Star, and then they were, like, uh, like assigned off of it, like, right before it blew up. Yeah. Because timing. I'm sure some of them had to have survived, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, anyway, off so, topic. So, other, pod racing. Other than the Tusken Raiders. Do you have any more notes on that? Yeah, the um, Tusken Raiders. The... Uh, so yeah, so it was the Tusken Raiders getting, <laughs> taking out, I think, multiple pods. They, I think they take out, like, was... two or three, and they yeah. shoot Anakin's, uh, like, his actual pod at one point, I believe. That, they hit Anakin, but doesn't do damage. They take yeah. out the one that's, like, the, the dude sitting in the <clears> ring, <throat> and it spins, and he makes the weird noise. Yeah, it's, it's like, that whistling noise. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget, like, a lot of the names of the pod racers. There was, like, uh, Mahonic, Sebulba, Anakin. There was this forearm guy who had the, uh, the like, the green pod racer. I only remember that because I, I had like the toy of that pod racer. Um, yeah, there's, there's a couple other ones. Uh, oh, the arc was, bumpy ruse. Um, team toe Pagalis. What? That, that's the one the Tuscan Raiders took out. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Mahonic arc bumpy ruse. Um, and then there was, uh, I believe your favorite, uh, Ben, uh, Ben Quagineros, who 
didn't make it past the starting line. <laughs> there goes Ben Quagenero's power coupling. <laughs> and then there, there was the one that uh, had like the the pit crew of like the uh, the the droids that were literally just the Three Stooges. Yes. <laughs> like they even had like a quick Three Stooges mo- moment. Like it's like, and here's his a uh, uh, record timing pit crew of the pit droids, and they have like a full on Three Stooges moment of just like Did, hitting each other also... in the head like damage and blow up his pod racer oh yeah one of them gets sucked in the and, turbine and just completely destroys his ship and it's then like, the camera cuts to that guy's family or something like that or it his cuts family to, is shown at one point no it like cuts to him and he's like oh no and you just hear like the the thing like powering down and then, it and then it cuts back to the the rest of the race i feel like that guy was also the one that his family was there though i don't remember a family being uh, I mean, weird. if it was, maybe. it was like maybe a I'm really thinking, quick thing. Maybe I'm thinking it could be because he was just a small alien. That could be probably, thinking probably, <laughs> probably. Um, so, were there any other notes for the uh, pod racing that you wanted to go over, or do you want to just that, jump back where most, we left off? I think I think that was most of it. So okay. it was the Tuscan Raiders. You just, you and... just really wanted to mention Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that and the Tuscan Raiders being super accurate when yeah. Obi Wan radicalized Luke by saying they weren't. <laughs> radicalized Luke. No, do not go down that. Do not. Just don't, Ben. Just don't. <laughs> none of your none of your empire propaganda. So we kind of left off um uh they everyone's at Coruscant and they're, you know, talking with the Jedi Council because, and Qui-Gon, so uh, uh, Mace Windu is doing the whole like, test to see, I guess, to for Anakin's like, how strong is the Force or whatever. Well, well, even before that, they kind of give the report on like, yeah, we we encounter someone, we think it's a, yeah, we we, like, like, we think it's a Seth and it's like, and like, everyone's like, no, Seth aren't a thick anymore. Like, they've, they've been dead for like, thousands of years at this point like it clearly what you encountered was something else it wasn't a sith and they, they basically just guess like that whole idea that maul isn't darth maul or a real sith it was just some rogue assassin that just conveniently had a so, lightsaber two, two things about that um and, so and, yeah yeah, and and then they they talk about Anakin, and then they do the yeah. the whole testing. So for him. two things about that though. So first of all, if let's say they did, because they didn't, they technically like wasn't it? They thought they had killed all the Sith, but only you know Bane was it Darth Bane had survived, and you know okay, rule of two, and yeah, yeah. Well, Darth that was like a few yeah few thousand years ago yeah. in the canon when Darth Bane initiated the rule two, and then he kind of became like, I guess like the first of that legacy. And that kind of continued on for a while. And I think that was really any Jedi could just turn like, even if like, let's say, okay, the Sith are gone, but any Jedi, if they wanted to, could just go to the dark side and then there's a new Sith. I mean, yeah, but yeah, that, that is very true. Like that there's always the danger of a Jedi, like, falling to the dark side that doesn't but, ever happen um, <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> i mean it does happen and um i think in like 
one of the, like, so I'm being uh, sarcastic. Like, that, uh, <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I, and I, and I, yeah, you're <laughs> being sarcastic, and I'm giving you a real answer. Um, I believe in, there was, there was a novelization or a comic where one of, I believe Qui-Gon Jinn's, um, apprentices, uh, like either joins yeah. the dark side or becomes like a dark Jedi or, or something like that. And then there was Obi-Wan and then there was, uh, uh, Dooku and Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Qui-Gon like Dooku's apprentice? Yes. That's, yeah. that's like straight out of Clone Wars. Or Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've seen Attack of the Clones. It's Dooku trained directly under Yoda, and then Qui Gon trained under Qui-Gon, Dooku. Didn't Qui Gon? Yeah, his uh, apprentice went to the dark side, and after that, he didn't want to have another Padawan, and then he had Obi Wan. Yeah, I read that. I think it was like the Obi-Wan. top. It was like yeah. ten facts about Qui Gon you didn't know, and I'm like, I know nothing about Qui Gon, so I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I think he had like one or two apprentices that actually fell to the dark side or become dark Jedi or something like that because he had multiple um, Padawans. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I know at least one like went to the dark side. I don't know if there was a second one or not before. Uh, Obi-Wan but because yeah. You know. Spoiler: but, Obi-Wan uh, was his last was, Padawan. So the whole, <laughs> it, I think it got cut out, but it'll appear in our outtakes. Uh, basically, so yeah, we're doing a part. We're doing a part one, part two because it was going to be way too long. And we'll either release, I think, an out like you know, a, a compiled like outtakes episode, or maybe if these do well, way down the line, we'll do like an extended, unedited version of these. Um, <laughs> release the Snyder cut. That, but, um, <laughs> but um, but um, um, <laughs> you guys have talked about the um Darth, uh, Jar Jar, which I think might might i don't remember if that's gonna be in there or not but regardless <laughs> yeah. like so let's say he is like darth plagueis or he is like the ultimate sith lord then wouldn't there be three i mean i think that was just kind of like a, a the thing was is that i think they were gonna kind of do what um like uh they did in clone wars of like there was palpatine there was dooku and then dooku has assassin oh. ventress and i think they were kind of trying to set up that dynamic with maul okay. kind of being like the ventress of not technically being a full sith and just kind of being okay. the assassin um but i think they then changed that because of all the backlash because of yeah. everyone just hitting jar jar um because there, there was that full dynamic of yeah there's technically three dark force wielders on this side and yet there's only supposed to be two yeah it it, they, it felt like they were kind of pulling like kind of sweating hairs of like oh no there's only two of us because only i'm a darth yeah. and he's a darth ventress is still just ventress she's just a dark jedi um so i i think they were trying to do something like that because i mean we never see maul do like like force lightning or anything we only see no. like palpatine and dooku do that he only has like some a lot of like the more conventional force abilities yeah like ventress because she never does that any of that either okay um so that, that would be kind of like my um main guess and addition to that theory um, okay ben any any additions to that theory or oh. is that pretty much is that pretty accurate on what you think would be the general idea of what I think was that's going kind on. Kind of most of it is, yeah, as if there was someone above Palpatine still, it would have been 
his apprentice was not a real it's it's his apprentice is who he's trying to train so he can overthrow whoever's above him all right yeah. Uh, yeah, but normally by that, but, yeah. but isn't it normally by that point when they like have an apprentice, they I've either like killed or in the process of killing their master. Sort of. I mean, that was I think that was part of Dooku's thing with Ventress is he was going to try and get rid of Palpatine at some point. Yeah, I just say yeah, and I think he waited too long because eventually in Clone Wars he Palpatine orders uh uh Dooku to have Ventress get killed. Yeah. And she didn't like and, that. Yeah, that, <laughs> did, that didn't pan out. <laughs> he, he literally created like three extra enemies and like a, a full on extra sub faction in the middle of this war. It's like, geez, that is such a clusterfuck right I mean, there. There was a whole nother arc with that that they never got to in the show. Oh my God. Yeah. There, yeah. It was, and but they released it. With Quinlan Voss, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember now. It, it, yep. They released it. That was Dark Disciple the book yep yeah that's right um and that was when quinlan voss switched to he he was like one of the few jedi that like went to the dark side and back yeah and i think um i want to say like mace windu or kiati mundi had a um, similar thing mace windu well, I know mace... could like channel the dark side to yeah make him stronger because he had a because he, he had a yeah, because he had a purple lightsaber, which was kind of the, the the thing of combining the red and the blue, so he could kind of like walk the balance between the two and still kind of control it. Okay, speaking of yeah, Mace Windu, so because yeah, yes. he's testing Anakin, and it's pretty much the same thing as like Peter Venkman testing out people for uh, to see if they're telekinetic. It's like a cup, oh yeah, a speeder, a other thing, another thing, and. This... A ship, a cup, a <laughs> ship, a speeder. This, I will say, was another, my other biggest issue with Phantom Menace. Because, um, so Anakin's, you know, before the council. And they're, like, asking him questions. And Yoda's like, you're, you're, you're afraid. And he's like, uh, no. Because I get, yeah, he's, like, nine. He's not going to admit that he's terrified. And this, you know, leads to the whole... No, like, you know, we can see that you're afraid and fear leads to hate, which leads to anger, which leads to... So, I did that done the right... I, I, I fear leads to hate, right. hate leads to it's, suffering. It's fear no, leads wait. to hate, hate leads to anger, anger leads to suffering, and that is the dark side. Suffering, and yeah, okay, I think this that's This is it. just kind of... And so then later, when they are talking with Qui-Gon again, because <clears throat> Obi-Wan, and this is, I think, what we were talking about this uh, in our last episode, like, I think we're talking about this, like Qui-Gon is what a Jedi should be slash used to be. And Obi-Wan is very much what a Jedi has become. And he's siding with the council. He doesn't think um, they should, they're going to, he doesn't think they're going to train Anakin. I mean, for several reasons, but the biggest being that he's too old. And when the council says, no, we're not going to train him. They say it's, he's too old, but what kind of made me frustrated was, we know that he's going to be Darth Vader. We know he's going to go down this dark path, but they were cementing that in like, and again, we know this, but they were cementing it in. Like they were trying, it was like, there's no room for him to be good or like, you know, go down like the the righteous path, whatever. They were just right away being like, Oh no, he's going to be bad. He's going to be evil. It's like, first of all, and I think this 
this is kind of a moment in pretty much any hero's journey when there's that kind of question of can this hero become a villain? Because that's a very, that is a very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very consistent. Common trope. Yes. I'm like consistent. That's not the right word. Common trope that we see in like these kind of like fantasy movies. And that's totally fine. And that makes sense because yeah, humans are complicated and things change and ideals change. But it made me really frustrated that they were just like, nope, he's going to be evil, so we're not going to train him, as opposed to leaving a little bit of room for it. And if they were some... And again, we know this already, but it just, it was annoying, because it's like... And Clone Wars, I thought, did a really great job of whenever that kind of would come up, it would... some Like, uh, when they were in Mortis, for example, that was also bringing up the idea of, like things you really don't know how the future is going to go and yeah and you know you have to stay on this path because this is the only way you'll defeat the sith but here it's just like he's a kid and they're not making it out as if oh he could be evil no they're just treating it like nope he's gonna be darth vader so we can't train him yeah and i i also thought it was kind of contradictory that uh, Yoda did the whole like fear leads a hate like that whole like progression speech and get the entire council like their entire basis is that they don't want to train him because they are afraid of what he might turn into they are doing this purely from an emotional like mm-hmm. not 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 so much from like a logical standpoint but they're doing it because they are afraid of what he'll become therefore contradicting contradictory contradicting their own philosophy by not choosing to train him and also he's so so strong like they should train him like even with which they end up obviously training him with that fear but they obviously keep that in mind especially mace windu it just like mace windu in particular seems to be the one that's like no like he's very he's very consistent with his uh his stance on not particularly i don't think he trusting trusting anakin Anakin. and i mean he's a nine by this point like there's no reason there yeah at this point anything could happen yeah um also kind of a uh sidebar but um are you guys on team puppet yoda or team cgi yoda (laughs) for this movie because i remember seeing the original version of this and uh yoda was very much a puppet and in the the recent editions he is a full-on cgi character and that's kind of carried on through the uh the rest of the the prequel series even like back in the day when they first came out but in the first one i remember he used to be a puppet so are you guys team puppet or team cgi team cgi i saw the puppet and it looked ridiculous i i can't remember what (laughs) puppet yoda looks like not good (laughs) That's. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I just. I just, Yeah. That's I mean, I, like, I don't. I like the it. consistency like, now. Yeah. But I did like that. It's like, oh, they kind of kept him a puppet, like they did in the originals. But yeah, the puppet was kind of not the best looking. Um, especially when we have something compared to like Baby Yoda now and like how he looked in the Ridge and it's like. The difference is night and day between he looks worse in the past than he did in the future of of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I mean, in there, I hope obviously they never change it 
from a puppet. Oh to, yeah, no, CGI. if they they um, that, that'd that be would blasphemy. be that'd be a, that'd be an outrage. <laughs> um, but here, I think I I've seen like images of a puppet and it just looks really bad. Um, I think to me, I remember when I was watching the Mandalorian docu series and I was like, oh wait, Baby Yoda's a puppet. Like, of course he is, but it didn't even occur to me because the it's, movements were so incredible. It yes, really I is. think there, I think there was one episode where the way he moved, I was very aware of that it was a puppet. But pretty much everything else, I, the fact that I didn't even think about him being a puppet was yeah. how that's that. Yeah, well, um, I mean, there there were a few scenes where it was like CGI and like it makes sense that they would do that because yes. there are some scenes. It's like there's some impossible movements to do that with a puppet, but it's just the fact that how much time of it is a a puppet is just truly amazing yeah is yoda was he a puppet in was it just in phantom menace it was just in phantom menace and then it because there's no way the fight scene he does in um (laughs) in in (laughs) oh or or uh, against dooku and attack of the claw um yeah that was a whole behind the scenes thing. There's like a whole behind the scenes feature add on making Yoda into a CGI model. Um, I yeah, where it's like yeah, it was essentially yeah. one of the teams of animators at ILM like worked on that behind the scenes, and they're like, "Hey, George, we have this thing we we want you to come look at." Um, okay. okay. Uh, I when when I was using our segue, Samuel Jackson as a segue because. He he's talked about this in a couple of different interviews when he got this job. He I guess around the time was being asked like cuz he was just starting. This was like what late 90s like pulp fiction I think is what really made him famous. Um and by this and he got asked like if you could work with any director and he said George Lucas. And then right around that time George Lucas he met with him and he was like I don't I just need to be- just make me a stormtrooper. I don't. I don't care. Like he just wanted to be. It's kind of like Tom <laughs> Hanks being the announcer. Everybody wanted to be in this movie, and then he didn't. When yeah. he went to go shoot, he still didn't know who he was, or that he was a Jedi or anything. And he said, like he was like reading the script, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm talking to Yoda." Like he and I. It, it's kind of that. This is one of those movies that, despite there was obviously backlash for it. You remember how, like, when we talked Space Jam and there were so many celebrity cameos and we were like, why? Like, oh, this, yeah. I understand why <laughs> there were so many people that wanted to be a part of this. And the fact that, like, I know it doesn't doesn't make an appearance right until Attack of the Clones is purple lightsaber. And you told me, like, in, like overnight they had to come up with the lore to... Yeah, like, George Lucas, like, yeah, like, Samuel L. Jackson requested, we'll, we'll kind of go into a little bit yeah. more when we get into Attack of the Clones, but yeah, he requested, he's like, yeah, I, I, I want a different color of lightsaber so I can actually, like, yeah. see myself in this fight, and he was like, how about a, like, purple, and it's like, and George's like, oh, well, traditionally, it's a, you know, a blue or a green for a good guy and red for a bad guy, but uh, I'll see what I can do, and he showed up with a purple lightsaber and, like, created the lore for that pretty much overnight which is hilarious because yeah it was green blue or red and now it's like uh yellow orange or actually there's yellow is are yellow make an appearance in the prequels they make an appearance in yeah. Star Wars the clone wars and that's pretty temple much guards. the temple yeah. guard that have that um i mean there's like a, a like a, a couple other jedi that had it but we don't like see that we it's only like mentioned through like 
yeah, alternative yeah. like uh, uh, books and stuff like that. So I, yeah, yeah, I won't get into that. But um, um, I, you know, so when quite so also when they tell Qui Gon and Anakin and like Obi Wan like, hey, uh, like Qui Gon's they're acting like you already got a Padawan and he's like, well, yeah, no, but he he can totally you know take the trials now. He's totally ready. Like he's like he's like I've thought yeah. of this all, guys. Just let me just let me uh take Anakin on, and they're like, oh no. And he keeps saying like he's the chosen one. How do you not see it? And I was thinking like first of all, yeah, how can they not see it? And the reason they don't see it is because yeah, fear of Anakin. Blind, yeah, they're blinded also, by their fear. That's gotta be a lot. Like Anakin's literally just within a day found out that he's. <laughs> Within a, in less than a 24-hour period, has found out that he uh, is Force-sensitive, leaves, wins a pod race, leaves his mom, then uh, watches a Jedi fight a potential Sith, goes on a starship, which is, he was so excited about to go on the starship. Yeah, for the first and time then, in his life, leaving this planet. it's just going through all these things, and on top of that is being the Chosen One. Which, by that point, actually, now that I think about it, he was probably like, oh, this is just Monday. Like, like, cause that, I feel like as a kid, like he doesn't, or actually he's so young. He probably doesn't understand what that means. And the fact that the prophecy is so old, like even the rest of the Jedi are like, eh, yeah, whatever. I forget, I forget. Do they ever state how old that prophecy is? It's like thousand. It's old, right? I don't, I think they ever mentioned a time on it at all. Yeah, or, yeah, I'm trying to remember, it's like, who said it? Was this like an old Jedi prophecy, or is this an old Sith prophecy prophesizing their doom or their fall, or was this a... a all I know is that, like, it's prophesied that they will bring balance to the Force, and I have a really fun uh, uh, nugget of information on what that could possibly mean, but I'm kind of saving yeah, that towards okay. the end. Um... I, I've definitely told you about it, Sam. I don't know if I told you, Ben. And I think you have semblance of an idea of, of what I'm talking about, Ben. Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, so getting back to um, Padme, she meets up with Chancellor, not Chancellor, uh, <laughs> Senator uh, Palpatine, uh, who is the Senator of Naboo. And she brings uh, Jar Jar along. And she tries to make an appeal to the Senate. And I said this in the, the second one, and they don't believe them, even though they have overwhelming you said this amounts twice of evidence last time. That's how time outraged helping. you are. Yes. It's yeah. so stupid. Just show the video of you guys getting shot at. That's so more than enough. We find out later, um, though. Well, it's, video recording has always yeah. been weird in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, it sometimes exists, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It's like... Fine, convert it into a hologram. Is that like they're equivalent <laughs> like a PDF format that you can only play in, in, have, in Star Wars? You can only play holograms for the Senate with all the information on it, and you'll notice that it looks like a lightsaber because it's on theme. Um, this so after this, and obviously yes, Palpatine is you know manipulating and doing this whole thing so he can run and eventually become voted yeah, as chancellor, he's, but. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you're telling like Padme is like, oh yeah, no, like we, we need to vote like uh, a, a a plea of like no confidence in the chancellor because 
It's like, oh yes, look at all the corporations just bogging down everything, and he's just completely powerless to stop all of this, and he's just completely going with it. This isn't true democracy. We need a stronger leader, and then just conveniently he gets nominated that, and, and wins. So we find out the other, the other no, one of the other nominees is Bail Organa, who I just, which yes, I just which makes I, so much sense. That red letter, <laughs> uh, red letter media video. I just want to call him Basil Oregano every time, <laughs> but. But, but, um, no, <laughs> and I'm assuming they're obviously Palpatine, no matter what, was always gonna win. But, like, what, ha- what would have happened if he, like, if Bale won? Like, obviously, that would have been great, but also, I mean, he probably would have been, yeah, he's Palpatine still would have found a way to become Chancellor, but. Yeah, I feel I feel like he kind of I feel like he would have just done the exact same process again and again and again until it yielded a result. After all of the every single I, one I, I, of the senators at one point has been, and they're all starting to be like, you know what, Palpatine? It seems like every single time you don't like one little thing, you vote no confidence. We're noticing a pattern here. <laughs> What's his name? What's his yeah. name? I mean, Chief. Chief. Oh. Chief. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sheev Palpatine. I forget yeah. what his middle name was or if he even has one. Granted, I don't think yeah. that's ever mentioned it's ben. anywhere in that's any of the name. movies. Sheev Ben Palpatine, sure. <laughs> or, or, or Padme, because Padme's very common. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is a, a common name on Naboo. Um, but yeah, no, because I, I remember the, the other um, nominee for um, Chancellor was... Uh, uh, from Malastare, and I remember that they were like one of the people that were kind of like in favor of like the Trade Federation and uh, that whole debate. So I figured he would have just kind of like piggybacked off of them and kind of used them as like a shadow uh, puppet, like just kind of like directed them from the shadows and just kind of had like them be like a, a shadow dictator uh, or a puppet dictator. That's that's what I meant, and just kind of run everything from the shadows through them as a proxy. Uh, through them because uh, if like Bale won or if, if someone else like some other like random third party won then he would have had to restart his entire plan to get up to this point <laughs> Cause he... but, yeah but do you think he would have like I mean still like the fact that he's 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 is doing so much corruption and as well yeah. as he's a Sith like that combined do you think I felt like he would have had enough political blackmail and political favors as well as dark side dealings that he would have either had uh, political opponents either have unfortunate accidents or assassinated or just straight up disappear that it would eventually turn into his favor that it's like he would eventually win in either a landslide or a close, very fair democratic process. Okay. Um, there's another thing I realized we didn't. There's there's another thing we didn't talk about yesterday. So the so Queen Amidala, so she has a very distinct like monotone like regal voice, and Padme mm-hmm. obviously just talks like a person. Yes, and it's like that's her queen voice. Is that I'm just so curious. Like when you get elected, like you have to do you have to talk a certain way? You have to do all this stuff to like. I- I think she was also doing that way so that her body double could easily match her mannerisms by staying yeah. as 
monotone as possible. It's like there's no really dis- distinct personality that one can differentiate between the two because you're being as you know plain as possible. I feel like that's kind of a cop out answer, but I, it's the only one that I, I can really think of that would. But she also fit the theme of. She talks that way that. when she's talking to the Trade Federation, and this is just before they, you know, uh, invade. So I can yeah. I can believe that, um, but she doesn't. Seems like she does it before, and she does it after as well. Um, but I I more just think it's funny because she's wearing so much makeup. Like, can you yeah. imagine like the just wiping that off and putting? How long does that take? to put on I mean, it's, well, I it's mean, white and why, just red dots but well i mean that's why she has like eight handmaidens yeah. <laughs> that and her like extensive wardrobe oh my god holy crap the amount of gowns and costume changes that she has throughout this movie is no throughout I, this I, series I, she which yeah. is, i will go i'm not i will hold back but for attack of the clones it was even worse how many costume i, I want to know the yeah, I want to know the budget of just, just her Natalie Portman. Yeah, just Natalie Portman's budget on on wardrobe and makeup. That's just, I yeah. Well, it's like even in the movie they acknowledge how much of a oh, wardrobe yeah. she carries with her. Is that's what they were trying to trade for? Yeah, the like, we, we can try selling some of the queen's wardrobe, but I fear it won't be enough. <laughs> um. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> well, yeah, they, no, I I remember that, but it's just like I mean, you think really? about it, the budget. Like for the Jedi is very low. They're just wearing the same thing. Yeah. Also, have you seen the Naboo ships? They're yeah, all chrome. That, every yeah, every single one is completely all chrome, and I thought that was a very odd uh, choice. <laughs> um, very easy to to find, and also, I always thought the Naboo starfighters were kind of funky looking. I mean, are they like a... the, the the yellow like three uh, point thing? I always thought it's like it it looks like they're flying backwards to me. What? But I kind... it, it makes more sense that for the aerodynamically that how they're flying. But it, I always thought that they looked backwards to me, like when I was a kid. What kind of system is Naboo? N- Naboo is the name of the system. No, no, I know, but I I mean, like, what kind of system are they? Like, what kind of like like. They're like Mandalore, you told peaceful. me like they're Sparta, which that's I didn't realize because the whole thing in Clone Wars is that uh, the Duchess is trying to make them a non-fighting uh, world. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? But like, it's like Naboo. There's peaceful. Like, well, all drawn uh, so, also so also peaceful. Like what their like they're, real world equivalent would be um, is pretty much what you're asking. No, I just I mean okay, but you, you guys just said like they're peaceful, like all drawn. Yeah, so they're no, not like, like they're, a war they're, fighting they're, like. Well, it's like their whole thing is that they're rich, which is why all their starfighters are super, all their spaceships and stuff are super elegant and shiny yeah. and all that. And not yeah, I mean they do have like a, a like a militia, and then like the Gungans have like their grand army. But I mean the Gungans are definitely, uh, I, I guess like a technology tier below the uh, the. the That's Native insane Nibos, because they had uh, so much high. They have a lot of high tech equipment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like, the Gungans have, like, really impressive technology, but it's just... I, I always thought... I also thought it was, like, kind of conveniently geared towards an anti-droid army of, like, they're just, like, EMP balls that just destroy, like, uh, uh, machinery mm-hmm. and technology. 
I, I thought that was like oddly convenient. <laughs> they just have catapults that launch these giant balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So, uh. So yeah. Moving. Moving. Uh. Forward. Um. Yeah. The chancellor's been like, "Hey, uh, I've been nominated as one of the people that's going to take over," and you know, Abdallah's like, "Well, we can't really wait." For that and Senate's clearly have an issue, so we're just gonna go back and Qui Gon and yeah. Obi Wan and joining. Uh, yeah, and, and and before that, Jar Jar mentions that uh, it's like, oh yeah, like uh, we Gungans, we we're we not going to die. We saw we saw going to fight. We have a we have a grand army, and that was also like another thing that kind of like people thought stoked the fires that he was manipulating Padme oh into my going God. back. <laughs> There was to force so much settlement. It's like he convinced her. It's like there's yeah, there is a overwhelming amount of evidence in the first movie, and they kind of swept it on the rug for the other ones because they scrapped that idea because everyone hated them. But yeah, the the idea was that Jar Jar and Palpatine were working together to manipulate Padme into either well, first of all, nominating, getting Chancellor or Palpatine to the seat of Chancellor. And also heading back to Naboo to force the settlement and make the invasion legal and get that ball rolling, which you do realize, like, um, though, sorry that, but that there was a discussion because, like, like okay, everybody hates Jar, so we might have to not make him the ultimate yes. Sith Lord. But if we do keep going, and everybody's like, why, why do we have to keep looking at him? You know, eventually he'll be like, oh, because he's an ultimate Sith Lord, and maybe, maybe he'll die. Which is what so many people would have loved to see Jar Jar die. Anyway, they go back Naboo. to yeah, yeah. They go back to um, Naboo, and it's just them. Like they didn't bring like any extra backup or anything. It's the same same crew. They brought Anakin along. They brought Jar Jar, all the queens, like bodyguards and handmaidens. And it's like, really, you didn't want to like like hire like a like a. a another like detail of like mercenaries or something like, like, uh, like a couple bounty hunters or something just to, yeah. Well, it's at this point, they still don't have much money on them. Oh, no, I guess. Yeah. They have Republic credits credits and they're on Coruscant where like, that is like the go-to currency. Like they could have easily just like hired, like, but are there like standing mercenary guilds? There has to be at least like, isn't that part of the reason they needed the clones? Well, I mean, they, well, I mean, they needed that because they, there wasn't, like, a huge unifying, like, government force for the Republic. Yeah. There was still, like, you know, like, various, like, bounty hunter guilds. I guess, yeah, that's all there would have been would have been mercenaries. Yeah, there yeah and there's, like, multiple army. different, like, bounty hunter guilds. Like, there were bounty hunter guilds that, like, specifically targeted, like, pirates, like, escaped, like, convicts and murderers. And then there was, like, the generic one that just kind of went over, like, miscellaneous, uh, uh, criminal elements and just other odd jobs that people wanted of like more of like the illegal side of of bounty hunting which just led into straight murder and assassinations but i felt like they could have like picked like either like one of those types of like bounty hunter guilds or just some freestanding like uh like small like uh security force but i gotta say their plan i mean it worked and it like like it, it worked very well. Like they, when they said like we don't have, like when her captain was like we don't have like the numbers. She's like, well, the fight is just going to be a distraction. It's just going to be to get us inside, and it and it worked. 
Um, but before before that, they go to the Gungans to like yes. ask for their help, and it's still the bodyguard, still the decoy, and then Padme's like, "No, I'm the queen, and help us." And then, uh, what 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 what's the what's the Gungan leader's name? Let's see if you remember. Boss, Moss, something. You were close. Moss Isley? <laughs> yes, yes, Boss Moss Isley. Boss Nass. Boss Nass. Okay, Boss. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Moss Isley's the cantina in, in oh. the Rich Trage. <laughs> That's it's named after him. Yes. Yeah, after this, he retired and started his own cantina on Tatooine. Um, but there's a. Wait. <laughs> What? Yep. Did you just say the cantina yeah, is called Moss Eisley? It's the cantina in Moss Eisley. The, the whole spaceport the is Moss Eisley. The city. It's like the biggest city yes. on Tatooine. He found what it city, himself. What city were... Was he living in a city? In Anakin? Yeah. Um, He was in Moss Espa. Oh, okay. Or... Yeah, I think it's Moss Espa. I don't remember, and I'm too lazy to check up Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. he was on Moss uh, like, and that's where the Bunta Eve Classic was held. That's the uh, race. classic Bunta Eve. So when we <laughs> get to um, that's such the a act- stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get to the battle, like the Gungans and the droids, um, yeah, <laughs> this is, what was it? The, yeah, this does look like the Windows XP. Yeah, yeah, the battle of the Windows XP background. <laughs> but but um, I think um. There, we talked about this last year, how, like, I, we were saying how, like, Binary Sunset is one of the, like, most beautiful pieces of music in, definitely in Star Wars, at least. And yep. I think there are pieces of music, there's only, like, there's, like, three or four that I feel like are memorable, and one of them is the music that's playing, uh, during this battle and then it's then duel of fates is the other one in this yeah. movie um but duel of fates is just it's such an intense like yeah. soundtrack and score and it just it fits the fight so perfectly because it's such at this point we we know nothing about Darth Maul. he has had like two lines of dialogue this entire movie yeah let's just jump let's um, just jump to that because they get in yeah. and i got to also say all of Padme's handmaidens are using guns and fighting. Like, they're oh, trained, yeah, every- which I'm like, yeah. Like, I appreciate that it's they're like trained. They're her body. Okay, but they're also her just... I didn't... Okay, well, I didn't... They just say they're her, like, handmaidens. They don't really call them her well, they're bodyguards, like, yeah, so I didn't Well, really... I mean, like, a, well, a couple of them are also, like, body doubles as I well. I mean, okay. They're all, they're all dressed, like, exactly like her yeah. for the most part. So I guess that is also just, like, kind of, like, add into the confusion of, like, they, like, so that, like, the battle droids and, like, uh... Uh, Gunright doesn't know which one is which, and then the body double is still dressed like um like the queen, like in the, like the the fancy outfit and the the hair uh, and makeup is all done up in a fancy way. It's just like ah, oh, there's the actual queen, and See, then everyone else is dressed exactly that, the same. I thought that moment was really dumb because uh, the viceroy is like like uh, like he sees a random girl he's like oh this is the queen and then oh wait no, that's the queen it's like so what made you think this one is the queen prior to the, because, seeing the decoy prior because to, yeah. 
is she looks like the queen and is like oh she's clearly the, the one in charge because it's like oh she ordered all of them to oh, drop their weapons okay. when they get captured it's like oh she's in charge she must be the queen and then the second group shows up is like oh wait that's the queen because she's dressed like the queen what am i thinking and then that whole plan backfires but um kind of jumping back a little bit to the gungan v droid fight because yeah there, there, I, I like that this scene like th- these scenes it just keeps intercutting like all these like three or four different battles there's like the battle of, like the gungans that jar jar's leading there's the duel of fates there's anakin stuck in the, like the new Nubu, Nubu starfighter and then there's padme yeah. trying to fight make her way to uh uh the, the viceroy yeah the viceroy and all happening at the same time and i thought that was really cool how they were intercutting and and jumping back and forth between all these it's done but, well um yeah it, it's, it's a, done it extremely a well good climax uh, but and this was my other big issue with this and i'm i will say you guys know when you're watching a movie that you really love and then every time but it's not that great but you love it so much you don't notice its flaws and then every time you watch it after oh me every you, day the more you watch it the more you're noticing the things that are wrong with it i feel like with this it's becoming <laughs> the opposite like I'm not, I'm noticing more of like really great stuff, or because the or or the fact or of like the world building and like the lore of Star Wars and like the galaxy and all that stuff. But I still do think, yeah. And the thing is, knowing what we will eventually learn about Darth Maul, it is kind of hard to view him the same as just this mysterious guy. Because the first time I watched this, and I said this because Kevin, this is your favorite, uh. Fight lightsaber scene, fight scene in the franchise. Yes, yeah, this is this is yes, this is one of my favorite lightsaber fights, and then followed like pretty closely to the um, final lightsaber fight in um, Revenge. Of the okay, Sith. yeah, um, and I just remember at the time thinking, I feel like I agree that this is a really badass fight scene, but the first time, yeah, right, yeah. right, part. We'll talk about the choreography it. in a second. Yeah, like pun completely. Yeah, yeah, pun completely intended. He knocked it but, out of the park. Yeah. Um, this was just the choreography was just so amazingly done, and the fact that they actually had a stuntman doing the actual fight made it also improved so much vastly sense to from me. the original trilogy, where it was just like oh, hitting, it, hitting, immensely. hitting. <laughs> yes. Well, the fight um, was actually but, choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. It it was so fast paced compared to what we were used to that it just like. Holy crap, this is what the Jedi were like. And then also, yeah, it makes sense because Luke wasn't fully trained and he was just doing, he did what he could. He did just enough. Um, Here, obviously, both of them are highly trained, but I felt like because Darth Maul was not, we didn't see as much of him as I feel like we should have. Particularly the first time I watched this, I was just like, I didn't feel that the buildup to this fight was what it could have been because of the lack of the lack of Maul's presence in the movie and I'm kind of still feel that way but again knowing what we know about Maul now it's hard to uh still feel that way because I agree this is a really great fight scene and it has grown on me a lot (laughs) because the first time I watched it I'm like this just seems so random but now I'm like oh wait no this is yeah very well choreographed it's very really fun and really entertaining and do you think Maul's saber is really hard to use or easier 
I it it's a completely different like tool. Yeah. It's like using a bow staff. And that's what Ray Park was trained to do. So he was, he was the, the yeah. actor that played him? Yeah, he was yes. the actor and stuntman uh, in this movie. He, stuntman for who? Or just it, for... It, it, Maul. Oh, so he just was... <laughs> it's, he's the actor who was... Okay. He, he's Maul. Yeah, he, he was a stuntman. He's the live-action version yeah, of Maul. I, uh, yeah. yeah, he's the live-action version of Maul. And then there's Sam uh, Whitweer, who was like the voice actor for Maul in the, the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the fight scene here is, like, when, okay, so what was, um, so they're all fighting, and yeah, the music is, like, Duel of Fates, and it's, no, Duel of Fates, it's called, wait, is that just the fight call? That's not the music. The music's called, like, That's, Qui-Gon's End or something. Uh, it, it, Noble it, it, End, it's, I think, it's, is what it's called. I was listening to it the other day. Um, um, but, um, um, when, uh, they're like they get stuck in like these doorways that have like the laser doors. Is it, oh, is it yeah, like a it, laser so they can't they can't it, get through, or if they go through, they'll ratio? It, okay, it, they're yeah, ratios. It's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a ratio because isn't that basically? It, I think that's like just like the power facility for the whole palace. Yeah, that's that's like the Naboo. That's like the power plant. For so okay, yeah, but they all get like, trapped yeah. <laughs> in each. They're each in a different one, and then um. Didn't just like Liam Neeson. Sorry, Qui Gon, but Liam Neeson. Uh, just like just kneels down and starts to like meditate. Yeah, he he's just kind of like you know yeah. preparing for for the fight after like the ratios go up and Maul's just pacing. Obi Wan's waiting at like the very end of the corridor. But yeah, um, yeah, because the entire because the entire fight Maul was kind of doing the thing of purposely trying to separate them. So he's like constantly like either pushing or like kicking Obi Wan away, and then focusing is like full, so that way he can only focus on like one opponent at a time rather than fighting two opponents at once. Even though he's probably like the most capable of dealing with two opponents at once because he has a double bladed lightsaber, but he was doing the very smart tactical thing of separating and dividing and conquering. What's of, his goal? His I mean, I guess now his goal is just to kill them because before you said. He was going after. He wanted. He was trying. Yeah. He was tasked with finding the queen and bringing her back to Naboo. And they're at Naboo now, so now it's just. Yeah. Well, I mean, his 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 whole goal yeah. was to kill the Jedi and bring out the bring back the queen. But yeah, they are like really the only major obstacle that he has in order to fully accomplish his task because he knows that like if Queen Amidala like shows up with an armed escort to Gunray. They're screwed. Gunray is a spineless coward, and he's just gonna completely fold under. So if he okay, pressure. so after killing the Jedi, um, he'll still go and make her sign the treaty. Yeah, and like kill all of her escorts, yeah. like her bodyguards, her body double, the person yeah, yeah. dressed like the queen. Okay. Yeah, he'll he'll use some mental mind trick to force her to sign the settlement and make the whole invasion legal. And then the battle droids will continue on with their. Orders to exterminate all the Gungans, which this was one of the, the flaws that I think a lot of people had uh, gripes with the movie is the heavy yeah. reliance on CGI because the entire fight with um, the Gungans and um, battle droids, naturally it has to be CGI. Um, but the fact that 
all the character models for all the Gungans are just copy and pasted of like the same character model. The only different character models are Jar Jar Banks and Captain Tarpus. They're the only unique looking Gungans, and everyone else is as like same same like skin tone, same same clothes, same armor, and mm. I guess same voices. Yeah, even though they don't really talk. And I stand um, by kind of what I said yesterday. Yeah. I agree. I didn't. I didn't yeah. notice. I said this. I said this in our last episode. I didn't really look or th- I didn't notice the copy and paste. Um, but I do think that the, it does look, it does really look like the windows XP <laughs> background and it just doesn't, and it doesn't look good. It looks too blue, too green. It looks so fake. And to me that like, like I think the droids look actually pretty good oh, yeah, I, and they still hold I up love, really I well. I love the design of the battle droids. Yeah. The battle droids still hold up pretty well. Um, but- um, that it's, it's that kind of CGI that I'm like, it's good enough that I'm like, I would believe I could totally, I would be surprised, but I could believe it if they were real. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's that good. Obviously the Gungans are, it's, it's, it was always CGI, right? It was never a practical. I mean, there, there was like, like Jar Jar was never there, practical. There, there was like the, uh, the um, actor who played on that best it, had like a suit, uh, a, like kind of like a, a mocap suit for the, his Jar Jar scenes. And I think that they did that whenever there was, um, Jar Jar kind of like fumbling around with something uh, like, you know, like stepping on the droid, running around all over the place, like a lunatic. And I think those were just, they took like all the references from like him doing like that mocap work on a, on a blue screen and then just put that into the actual scene and everything else was was CGI. But yeah, I, I do agree with you with the, the whole scenery of them just fighting on a very plain field when they're, I felt like it was such a wasted opportunity because I thought that they were going to have like the fight kind of like in like that swamp land where they they first oh, uh, meet and they're like walking yeah. out of the, they're walking out of the fog out of the trees like oh this is gonna be a cool fight and then we see the windows xp background it's like no no no, no go back yeah. to the swamp that's gonna be way cooler looking <laughs> that would have looked way cooler but weren't the droids already on the field or they they showed up later after they set oh, okay up, after mean... they set up the shield well yeah it's the Gungan set up, and then the droids came yeah. over the head. Oh, okay, so... They invaded from yeah. the Windows XP background. <laughs> and then the Gungans just sat there and watched while the droids took half an hour yeah. to Yeah, well, deploy. I mean, it's not like they could have, like, left the shield, otherwise they would have just been obliterated by the tanks. And that's the whole... I mean, they could have... Ro- they could have rolled up and lobbed a couple of bombs. <laughs> I mean, they could have, yeah. <laughs> like, you hit one of those tank... One of those droid tanks, and, or the droid carriers, and you knock out a whole yeah, platoon. True. So Anakin, at this point... Uh, this is another scene where I felt like he, we talked about this in our last episode. This is, he, his, the nineties sitcom uh, like action kid hero vibe comes out because he's stuck yeah. in the plane. It's on autopilot. And he's like, Oh no, this is not good. Like, come on, Archie. Like he, like, I don't know. It's very, the dialogue is very, very, uh, 90s i don't really yeah it's like yeah no (laughs) yeah like if i was stuck in that situation i'm getting shot at by a tank as i'm leaving the hangar it's like oh shit i'd be freaking out like the entire time it's like r2 turns off turns off get get us back get us back get us back i would be freaking out and he's just like oh this he just seems mildly annoyed and inconvenienced like go back Qui-Gon told me to stay here and that's exactly what i'm gonna do he like points to his chest and like crosses his arms and is like a full-on, like, 90s rubble about it. It's like... Well, it's like... Part of it is, though, all he's ever wanted to do is fall. True. Yeah. But... 
That's why I know. But it. in the middle of a of space fight is like probably not the best time to earn your wings, son. <laughs> but it was funny, especially because then he gets stuck on the uh like star destroyer, and there's the, a bunch of battle droids coming. It, yeah, not, not star destroyer. Ford's a star destroyer, I it's, guess. Uh, but it's like a the yeah, federation. It, yeah, it's the federation droid control ship. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks like a star destroyer. It's a donut. Maybe I, mean, I used it's, to know. Yeah, the it's it's like a, I don't know. A, a it was loop okay. Class it's something. a ship. That's all I remember. It's a loop. That's right. I knew it was something like that. That's what it is. But I just love that. That like there when he explodes the, the like reactor. Uh, the reactor and everybody's like, "What's going on? It looks like it's coming from the inside." And then you know, nine year old kid comes out. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah." And it's like now this is pod racing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then in the middle of the fight beforehand, it's like, I'll try spinning. That's a, That's a good trick. <laughs> so, yeah. And he's doing that, and it's like somehow he's not being shot. And he, he, well, I mean, he does get shot, and that's how he ends up in the hangar, because he, like, spins out of control. Um, and more or less, conveniently crashes, like, aimed directly in front of the reactor. <laughs> and I like how after that happened, that, like, surprisingly very exploitable weakness... In Clone Wars, they fixed that and had like a ray shield in front of the um, uh, a reactor to prevent something like that from happening and again. And um, we, <laughs> so you know, dual faith is still going on, or the I guess the the yeah yeah well the fight is <laughs> still going on. Yeah, and when Qui Gon, so Qui Gon gets uh, stabbed, he gets straight murked. <laughs> But that's the thing is, he, I'm like, and you know, Obi-Wan, no! And I always forget that after the fight, he, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's gonna go to him and he's gonna be like, you know, he's the chosen one. You gotta, you know, uh, 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 you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, train him and blah, blah, blah. And then he dies. The thing is, I'm always like, how is he not dead? Like, he's alive just enough to give that message. I mean, lightsabers cauterize their wounds and he stabbed him. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, it's not like he's bleeding out. He's just dealing with all the internal pain of being it's stabbed. It's a mix by of he's laser. using the force to keep himself alive to deliver the message, and then he gives it, and then he gives himself up assumed. to the force once he's delivered the message. Yeah, yeah. This the fight scene does get because this is the first time. Well, you know, in Return of the Jedi, uh, Palpatine's just thrown down like shaft basically yeah he, this... he gets thrown right into the reactor of the death star and then he died that's it that's the end of it no <laughs> yep. more palpatine yep and uh yeah so so but like we haven't actually seen okay i guess and 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 you know obi-wan's death in new hope that one was kind of an intent he knew he was gonna die that was a that was yeah. different this was like no he needs to be alive to say to train anakin and yeah. this was an actual death, death. And I do kind of love Obi-Wan. Like, you can see kind of, you can see in his face, like, all of the composure of, like, he's first, like, horse. Like, you know, it really upset. Then, like, you know, for a second, you know, it's 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 a it's revenge that he's going to keep fighting. And then it's, nope, I got to go back to my ideals and the jedi way and then continue it's like all in his face i think it's great there um, yeah. you uh, i i also yeah. want to i also want to point out during the middle of this uh, actually not the middle but during the end of this fight 
Obi-Wan is probably the strongest Jedi because he was able to overcome an enemy on the high ground and win. <laughs> well, that, that's where he learned that the high ground is the advantage. <laughs> Clearly not, because they beat him from the low ground. But, um, I... Um, yeah, so back to... So... <laughs> the death scene of Darth Maul, it's like... So, actually, wait. So, sorry. Uh, Obi-Wan is, like, thrown... Uh, like into a pit and into he's hanging pit. on and, and and like above it above him like Maul's just like pacing back and forth and then he jumps up and just kills him and you don't even realize he cut him in half until he's being thrown down. I do weirdly love that image, but the yes. when his torso side flips over and you see his face and his arms are flapping away. It's like, it's creepy, but yeah. it's, it's also super funny. <laughs> just for a second. Also, I want to just acknowledge that apparently OSHA just doesn't exist. Oh, probably not. Because there's just railing. There's there's railings nowhere in sight. <laughs> That's a bottomless pit. Well, Why I mean, is there not a railing? Also on the Death Star, like those two gutters, like right in front of the beam. Why don't they have a railing? Like, this is obviously oh, we're, where we're it started. We're going to lean on them. It's Naboo was like, yeah. oh yeah, we don't need hand railings. And then Palpatine was like, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. Save some money. Yeah. Yes, yeah, save some money. But yeah, just like where they need a railing the most, there isn't a railing. Like, there's no reactor like, Star Wars that has a, has a railing above it at all, ever. Seriously. Oh my god. But yeah, um, no, like, yeah, OSHA so, does not so, exist in this yeah. universe. Yeah, o- yeah, OSHA's just not a thing in this universe. Um, so yeah, after, after Maul's dead and uh, Qui Gon makes uh, Obi-Wan promise to, to train him. Uh, the newly elected chancellor, which is, this is probably like the quickest election in history because <laughs> yeah. they've been gone for, what, a day? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm already the elected chancellor. And he just shows well, up on this planet. Is it just the Senate that the would time... vote or would it be everybody in the galaxy? It's. I think it was the Senate that voted for Yeah, him. Yeah, it's the Senate, but it's like, yeah, the fact that that election was that quick, I thought was, wow, that was fast. They've been gone for, what, a day? Well, the timeline between the end of the battle and Palpatine showing up isn't fully defined. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the, it, it hadn't, it, it had to be like less than a couple of days. It, oh. Like still, like that, that is coming from like an American standpoint of like how, how long our democratic process is of like when the nominees are elected and like whittling that down to the point where like, there's only like two candidates. It is it's, a much longer process than what is depicted in the it's movie. Because is, they is they did this American Idol style. It would have been a special or fast. It would, it was an emergency election essentially. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Where it's, it was just yeah, the yeah, senators that, that were there that voted. Yeah, you're right because yeah. they essentially like impeached uh, yeah, Valorum. Basically. Um, yes. Yeah. But so yeah, so yeah, he shows up along Actually, with like I think like the entire Jedi Council. Just a note on something you said earlier: it was Bail Antilles, not Bail Organa, that was running against him. I think you're right, and that, I just remember that the other yeah, it was someone. And apparently, from, Bail is uh, a popular Alderaan. first name on. Is Alderaan? every? It's... <laughs> So basically, yeah. so basically, like in every single every single character, no their name is like John, 
on their on their planet. Is Anakin a common name? Probably. So I don't even I can't even think about what happened. I I always I remember I remember like for some reason there are weird scenes in this movie that I just always forget about and I always forget about like the underwater submarine scene when they're leaving the Gungan city. Oh, and there's always a bigger fish. I that I feel like that is that line is the whole reason they have that scene. Like I don't it I don't think it really serves that much of a use other than I, I that. I also feel or, like they I, I also feel like they wanted to show off some like the crazy like creature effects because that was something that Star Wars was known for. They had like crazy unique aliens and creatures like the Rancor, the Wampas, Tauntauns. Yeah. Like it was just so crazy and different, and unique, and you didn't really see any of that. And it's like. Yeah, let's have some like underwater monsters, and they had and, you sh- and they showcase like three of them. And, yeah, yeah, I just feel like the scene wasn't that. Oh no, it, it's not important at yeah. all. It, it it does not carry the story all, along at all. It does add like a couple like instances of like the dark jet, uh, the dark Jar Jar theory, yeah. but um, but uh, um, aside from yeah. which I think is like that's the whole reason they're in there to showcase that evidence, probably. Um, but yeah, but, then yeah, so yeah, the the Jedi Council and like uh. Palpatine show up and um, Yoda is talking to, to Obi-Wan and it's like, agree that the Jedi, the council does on you taking the trials for knighthood. We do not agree with you taking Anakin as your apprentice. It's like, well, I already promised Qui-Gon, so I'm going to do it. It's like, oh, you're so stubborn as your master. It's like, agree the council does. Anakin is going to be your apprentice and then they have the funeral for Qui-Gon. And apparently, every, and everyone's just talking, having their own side conversations during his funeral. And Anakin's just, like, chilling there with them, like, watching this dude he knew for, like, a week. Yeah. Well, Anakin is the equivalent of, like, um, you know, Luke and Obi-Wan. Like, Anakin and Qui-Gon, of that very quick bond. That, yeah. But, of, of, you know, taking someone far away from, like, a, they wanted more, and, and, you know, in a sense, he they gave them to them. Like, so I, but, but, um... That, yeah, like, and, and uh, Mace Windu and Yoda are having their side conversation on, was it a master or an apprentice? Now, two things. I, I mean, yes, who, I keep doing my, like, point one, point two in this episode. <laughs> but um, wouldn't they be like, yeah, it could be a master, but let's be real, it's probably the apprentice. Because wouldn't a master be harder to kill? But then when they say that, the camera is, like, panning and it's like, all the different people, and it's like Queen Amidala, and then it just stops on uh, on, on, on Palpatine, Palpatine for like it's a like, minute, like a not yeah. a minute, like a, a little longer than yeah. And it's it's his side profile. It's like the same profile that we get for like the majority of the shots that we see of Lord Sidious, the confirmed master of Maul at that point. And it's like, huh, that I recognize that nose and lips anywhere. You're Sidious. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I I recognize that profile anywhere. I know that chin. I know that that the chin, those those lips. I recognize it. So, um uh when does so after you complete the trials of like so in order Knighthood. to be yeah, so in order to be a padawan, you have to take the trials and after completing the trials, you can't become a master until you like have trained a padawan right something like that so so 
you take the trials of knighthood and you can still have a an apprentice at that point and train train a youngling because that that's something that we see uh anakin do with um ahsoka he's technically not a master but he he is like the master to um ahsoka and all the other young ones pretty much everyone below you respects that you are of higher rank and uh not nobility but of uh stature and are therefore their master their their um superior so in Um, attack of the clones obi-wan is a knight or is he a master he is a master at that by that point um um and anakin is still he he is a a padawan yeah he is a padawan learner so we get like i'm sorry the last scene of this movie is pretty much another it's like a kind of a knockoff of the throne room scene it's a parade for like the gungans and everybody's smiling and yay and then and it's it's done that's that's phantom (laughs) yeah um and and uh quick question ben i believe you have the answer what is that like ball of oh. light that uh, Padme gives to Boss Nass to signify that like the the Gungans and there's like finally like peace and unity between the Gungans and the other people in Naboo? It's like what is that thing? <laughs> it's the it signifies peace between the two peoples. Yeah, in Naboo. but I mean, I I was always confused as to like wh- what's with the Tesla ball? <laughs> <laughs> it's the globe of yes. peace. Okay. It's it's essentially a ball of pla- of contained plasma. Okay, I just always thought it was like, what is this? They never explained what it was, and it was just it it. it was yeah, just it was there. just a yeah. thing. It's like, was this what they were fighting for this whole time? Like, what is this? <laughs> it has one of the shortest Wikipedia articles I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, because it's only in. The... I've literally just read you the whole article. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like four lines. Oh my gosh. So. Um... All right. Well, I guess well, that's all I have. So has, we got to ask the big um, question. Um, do you guys think Phantom Menace is real? Is it believable? Is it plausible? Um, I feel like, Kevin, I already know your answer. Because <laughs> you talked about it three times. Yeah, no. Palpatine's plan 100% should have failed. So his plan should have failed at this point. At this point, it should have failed and... and it wouldn't necessarily have revealed his identity because I'm pretty sure Maul would have just gotten killed yeah. either way because, you know, he, he doesn't... He's he's the strong, silent type in this movie. Um, He, he would have gone down and not have uh, routed out his master. And... Because I, I seriously doubt that he would have allowed himself to be taken alive by any amount of Jedi that showed up uh, on Naboo if more than just Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan decided to go and, and assist with this uh, this attack on, on Theed and um, capturing of uh, the Is Theed the city? Th- yeah, Theed okay. yes. is the okay. city. It's the capital of Naboo. Yeah, because I, I feel like if, like, you know, they showed, like, all the evidence that I said earlier, then the chancellor at the time is like oh yeah like let's send some some uh, additional like jedi assistance and also like what we have of an army to assist at, uh, with the, the liberation of naboo because um, they had to have had at least some form of an organized military that just not as large as what they had with the clones like they had to have like some kind of like either like militia or or something to assist with 
governing the galaxy through a military force. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they could not have just had nobody defending what they needed to defend and just rely entirely on the Jedi. That just seems wildly irresponsible. Okay. Is there... Because I think I... So, yeah, I, I... My answer is no. I do not believe that this is possible and happened the way it did. I'm glad it happened the way it did, because then we got two great movies out of it, and the rest of the saga happened. Two great but movies? no, this... I mean, I think one great movie, and I don't yes. know, Attack of the Clones has been... Well, yeah. It's, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. It's just that dialogue is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm kind of... Yeah. I... Once you kind of laid out that stuff about, like, Palpatine and the Federation and, and you know, the invasion, that does kind of make sense. It doesn't really make sense why, like, if they... Even if they came up with like a bullshit reason on, like, on on like when they try if they tried to show evidence and for some reason that wouldn't wasn't enough like even though they had enough like that would have yeah I agree that yeah. that's stupid I, yeah I, I feel like at least enough like politicians like yeah this is some some bullshit like why why are we not helping that it would have like at least drawn some light to very obvious corruption going on I think, in the, in the um, it's just weird because there's parts of this where I want to say that yeah I can believe that this this seems plausible to me but like I think overall yeah I agree no it's not real but I think that like I think Qui-Gon and Anakin's relationship is is plausible um, I think his Anakin's like leaving his home I thought is very his his fear of and of course like pain of losing his mom is very real. Obviously, he's very terrible. Again, it makes sense. He's a little kid and he's being standing in front of all of these like random people who are judging him. Like it makes sense why he's afraid. But how is he not at all afraid when he yeah. is you know on Naboo and they're being attacked and then he's it- sent up into space like. In a cockpit. How is he so? Yeah, he's a, he's in a starfighter in the middle of a firefight. And then like, no, you know what? Uh, I, like I don't know. I can totally believe he wants to stay up there, but I agree. How is he not freaking out? Well, it's, he does doing pod racing. He's been in similar situations. Yeah, where I mean, I, not in space. But, well, it's he has he has not enough in the middle of like a, yeah knowledge or whatever to understand that you don't want to freak out right now. You want to yeah. stay calm and. I, I mean, I, yeah, and I, I, I understand okay. that, like, during, like, the pod race, like, he was being shot at, like, like the, the Tuscan Raiders, so it's not, like, that hard of a, a difference between both events, and in fact, this one, it's probably more to his favor because he can shoot back, but it does seem a little odd that he doesn't at least seem to voice his concern in a way that shows that he is concerned. He, 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 yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, he just seems mildly. Um, so Ben, what, what's but, your yeah, thought? Yeah, Ben, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> do you think that this is possible? Plausible? No. Do you think that this <laughs> ha- could happen the way it did, or do you kind of agree with me and that this is kind of uh, that Palpatine's it, bullshit? What about is what about this is real? For the most part, it could happen. There's not enough explained in the movie to give it enough backing, I guess. To give what enough backing? So it's everything they did with enough explanation can is understandable because 
there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff that they don't go into in the movie that's covered in the and the, and the novelization. Stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's there's a lot of a longer story going than just the Trade Federation was like, oh yeah, we're gonna blockade this one planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh it just it annoys me that there's just so much evidence. They don't even explain why they don't even explain. There's like, yeah, we got like all these eyewitnesses and including these two completely unbiased ones because the Jedi are completely uh, like role on being a non-biased third party serving the Republic. That is like pretty much they, they really can't lie. Like that's not their nature. Um, so you can totally believe the testimony of a Jedi here on the Senate floor rather than me, a politician that could potentially be lying, even though I'm not because, you know, Jedi witnesses, footage of us getting shot at. And here's this hologram message of like one of my governors saying that there's death camps and they're they're The death toll is like huge on Naboo. So help. See, I can totally see that being, like, I can totally see that piece of evidence being, like, huh, that, like, you know, thrown out or no one like, yeah. takes that seriously. But the fact that the Jedi... Yeah, it's like, the Jedi, because at that point, like, people still respect the Jedi, because this was before the Clone Wars and, like, that huge rift between uh, all the, the senators joining, like, the Separatists. Like, I mean, it was starting to show the cracks there, in the beginning because of how corrupt and like bogged down and everything was in the Senate. Um, but there was still enough mutual respect of the Jedi that, that their word should have at least been enough to get the wheels turning in the queen's favor of the liberate the liberation of Naboo. But it, I, I, I feel like I beat the dead horse with, with that, that statement. Five times. I think. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, how would you rate this movie? <laughs> that answers the question i yep good answer ben. it's gonna be higher than it should probably because i've grown up watching this uh, yeah yeah that, that, I, I feel like that's gonna kind of be the same with the majority of us but like if you had to give a number on on a scale of one to ten ten being oh my god this is amazing this is citizen kane one being this is worse than the room <laughs> see i want to go with like a six or a seven well, that's, that's, yeah, in that logic, it's like, I, yeah, but that would, if, if, if one or is the room, then I guess, yeah, it would be a six or seven. Yeah, I, I'd probably give it, like, a similar score of, like, like 6.5. Yeah, I think, like, I think five. I think, um, it's, it's a really, it's really fun. And despite all, of, the prequels in general are very fun. And they are, like we've said this before, they are way more fun than the sequels. And obviously I, I expressed my issues with some of the story issues in this particular one, but um, the overall story and how it all connects and connects with the um, the original trilogy, I think is really great. Um, it, it's, it's a good bookend. I, I feel yeah. Like. Yeah. So there are yeah, many problems with this. I think, um, I go back and forth between which is worth this one or Attack of the Clones. I think we're going to rewatch Attack of the Clones, so maybe my answer will be better. But I think this one has more story issues than I've um, seen in the other other prequels. 
Yeah, because I, I feel like this wouldn't focus a lot more on world building and and um, character introduction than it did on the actual story. And I feel like that's why this is the weaker of the three. Yeah, because um, the original with, yeah. did just enough world building. It was kind of the world was explained through the characters really well. And like, it yeah, just, it just this it, there wasn't really anything confusing to not being able to, to not follow or if yeah, there. Yeah, there was there wasn't a lot of like extra elements. It was just Empire bad, we need to get destroyed, blow up Death Star, Death Star bad, blow up Death Star, we good. But like Hooray. yeah, but I think and in here, um, in uh this is also it's not even just world building, it's also like we're getting government and politics involved and it just Yeah it does make it <laughs> way more complicated. It bogs things down a little bit and make yeah, it bogs things down a little bit because you have to explain all of But that. it's important though to the story. Oh, it's 100% yeah. important, but but when this is a movie that is a lot more geared towards children, that does make things a little bit uh, uh confusing because when I when I saw this as a kid, I didn't understand any of that. I just it thought like cool oh, movie. bad guys, yeah, bad guys. Yeah, that was the like, whole look, movie. The Jedi are actually just, fast and crazy. Rather than just two old guys. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, yeah. It, it was crazy action, but it's like, yeah. When you see that through like the lens of a child, you're not gonna pick up on like you know trade federations and and blocking of trade routes and and uh, bureaucratic red tape and all of that. You're you're just like talking boring. We need action. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like a caveman <laughs> as a child. That's apparently what I talked like. Um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like that's that pretty much just sums up the Phantom Menace for us. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know I enjoyed talking about Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I'm always down to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, hopping on with us, Ben. Uh, You're Sam, welcome. Sam, where where can you uh, where can uh, people find us and listen to our lovely voices? Uh, you can find us on uh, Apple, Spotify uh stitcher and uh youtube and uh yeah please like and subscribe and leave a comment um yeah so keep listening to star wars month this is a fun month the fun the, the best month of the year i i expect at least uh 10 comments on our, at least our lighthouse video which was our our previous video that we did with ben uh go give that a, a listen to uh on youtube spotify pretty much wherever you can find your your podcast um the movie real podcast um really fun stuff uh comment on what other movies you want us to talk about uh while we continue on with star wars month in the meantime i'm kevin tracy i'm samantha tomlinson Ben Deckard. (laughs) 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 Uh, May the fourth be with you, everybody.